Fu. And we're live, and we have a guest. Hi. Yeah, it's been like, yeah, <laughs> our guest is Marion. Hi, guys. It's been quite some time since we've had a guest, but, you know, during these times, we're keeping it all safe. We're all doing this via the web. So we're not breaking any social distancing. Don't have to worry about, about that. Yep, and I, this one's a, a Mother's Day special. Um, last year, we, we tried to plan one with Marion as well. Uh, obviously, that didn't go through. That was way too late. Now we're we're a bit early. Yeah, I know if I recall, I was actually sick, and I didn't want to get anyone's family sick. So it's quite <laughs> ironic that we, we skipped for that reason uh, last year, and now now look at us. Yeah. So, Marion, hot, you know, put you on the hot spot or the hot seat. Yeah. Are you are you a fellow listener? Uh, I actually listen to you guys, like, I think I listened to a couple of episodes at work, and then I kind of stopped after I went on mat leave. That's understandable. But I, I subscribe to your um, podcast. Awesome. All we care about is the numbers, the subscriber numbers. We don't actually need you to listen. In fact, just just play it, play it on mute, just so we can get the play counts. I see. Yeah. I also follow you guys on Instagram. Yeah, thank you. Wow, we're getting some some mention, uh, not mentions, but I'm glad you dropped that that little tip. Maybe it's because I followed her week. first. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> typically, typically we talk about all these like social media links that we have at the end of the episode, assuming people would make it all the way to the end. But oh, it's yeah. good we drop it up front. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you know, we're we're two weeks. I think Mother's Day is on May fourteenth. I, I just know it because that's you know Mother's Day is typically like one or two, two or plus or minus days away from my birthday. So that's why I always remember it. Not that, you know, like, you know, now I'm a father and I should, you know, do something special for Sarah and stuff. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, it's actually very nice to, or like, your other half to do something nice for you for Mother's Day. So now what we're going to see is everyone in line at the flower shop. It's going to be like all men and they're going to be standing like two meters apart, lined up down the street. I don't know. Or the jewelry store. <laughs> Are the flower shops even open this year? Is it an essential service? Yeah, for one day of the year, yes, it is. <laughs> or two days. But Wilson was saying that um, now whatever you order, say like if you order like something online, if you order like a bouquet online or whatever, it doesn't come till like uh, a month later. So now that he knows this information, he must have purchased the flowers like two weeks ago. <laughs> no. I told him <laughs> I don't like flowers. It's a waste of money. I feel like that's what all women say. Uh, they, they, that's what they want us to believe. And then when we don't get them flowers, they get kind of like angry for the whole day. No, that's not true. It's actually, I actually don't, don't. Like, it's nice to have flowers, but then like, if I have to pick like flowers over Kelby, I'll pick Kelby. I'll be more happy if he actually ordered me Kelby. That is a sign that he picked the right one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that too. <laughs> And one thing, you know, the the key to like a woman's heart is through her stomach, for sure. That's one thing that I've that I've kind of learned. 
Isn't it the other way around? The key to the a, a man's heart is through his stomach. I feel like with the whole social media, with Instagram and Facebook these days, it's really kind of exposed to truth. Where it seems like what when you talk about the ratios of like female. Uh, Instagram accounts that shows nothing but food compared to guys. I think there's probably like twenty to one. Yeah, Granted, right. I do post pictures of my like mediocre cook cookouts. <laughs> That's okay. At least you're cooking. Some men don't even enter the kitchen. Hmm. Who are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I can't mention names. I actually know someone that doesn't. Step into the kitchen unless you, unless it's just for eating. Well, this isn't TMZ. We're not here to out anybody. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not within our group, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not Wilson. It's all good. Uh, I guess uh, there's a there's we have a couple of you know a good following outside of our just group of friends. So it'd be nice to get an idea of how we met drop a little bit of history. Um, what, I think it's been like 12 years. Has it been 12 years since we met? It feels longer only because it was like I knew you before I even actually met you. Yeah, so I heard about you um, for a really long time through a common friend of ours, Jessica. You're not going to give your, your sister a shout out? <laughs> No, because it was actually Jessica that was friends with you, Lincoln, first. And then she talked about you a lot with the rest of the No Frills crew. And then after Wendy joined the No... Well, no. After Wendy started working at No Frills, then I heard about Lincoln even more. And then... I think one year you invited me to a Halloween party. That was probably most one of those epic ones, the one where we it was in the basement that we rented out. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and had a, it had karaoke, and then uh, I think that was the first time we met officially. Yeah, that was the first time we met officially, mm-hmm. and it was also the craziest time where I set a bar where I thought Marion is a is a party animal. <laughs> like I've never seen. I had clips where I look back on, and I'm like, holy crap. And Wait, it's funny how I'm a mother know, of two. Stop saying that. <laughs> yeah, I know it's crazy, and I still have that clip, and I'm never delete- deleting it. I have it backed up in like five sources. Please, why we have backed it up so many times? We gotta show, we gotta show Ellie in ten years what you were like. <laughs> Ellie and Riley, just let them know that there <laughs> there there's like a level of excellence to be kept. <laughs> no, me and Wilson actually talk about this a lot. Um, just like thinking about when our girls become teenagers. And um, if they were to bring home their boyfriends, are they even allowed to date? You know. <laughs> so yeah, well, the, all right, let's jump right into it. With this, uh, so, what was like the conclusion? Are they allowed Wilson to date? Or... Is looking to buy some guns. <laughs> Not for COVID, but. <laughs> no, for for um my girls' uh, future boyfriends. What are you, what are you saying? You gotta protect yourself with a gun, or protect them with a gun. Just, just um, to show like the boys, um, you know, not to mess around with our girls, I guess. But, I mean, 
like I'm a father, but you're a father I'm a, of, a boy. of a boy. So is there really that extreme of a change in mentality? I, I know there is, because I can imagine if I had a daughter, or like even a daughter in the future or whatever, <laughs> I would be super protective. Yeah. But busting out a gun? Yeah, you know, I remember one of my friends. Uh, she told me that when the first time uh, she invited her boyfriend, I think she was in grade nine or ten, her boyfriend at the time over to her house for dinner. Her dad showed her boyfriend his axe collection. <laughs> Your friend must be a very white person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta show off that axe collection. Not talking about body spray either. <laughs> <laughs> there will be some yeah. spray, but it's a little different. Yeah. So I think for every, even as a girl, like uh, I still worry about my daughters, but I feel Wilson worries a little bit more. Why? Why do you say that? I maybe because he knows what teenage boys are thinking about. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's exactly it. Yeah. So, so, you know, like teenagers nowadays, they do all sorts of crazy stuff outside of their homes. Well, nowadays. Well, even in our days, they do all sorts of crazy stuff. But it's probably even more crazy now. I don't know if there will ever be a point where teenage boys stop being a bunch of horn dogs. <laughs> I don't know where. I don't. I don't know if guys ever really stop. That's true. They don't. Dude, the thirst level is like real. When you go on Instagram and all you ever see are all these like girls like hoeing it out. Mm-hmm. It, it is kind of scary just because you don't know what what's gonna happen if you're gonna go go through it all with your own kid. Um, yeah. You know, uh, I think you guys will be good that you guys can discipline and beat, you know, beat the skank <laughs> out of them. Oh. <laughs> I know. There's but no you know, going around. <laughs> but you know, some like sometimes the kids make like a public account where they have their parents on it, and then they have like a se- separate private account where they could be like pulling really skanky pictures. I straight up did not even think about uh, thought about doing two accounts. Damn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's. I thought like most girls do it with a really strict parents. Is that really happening now? I know it did with my one friend. Like her dad was super strict. Like she has a curfew. She always have to be. She has to go home and do homework immediately. But then she's like, you know, sleeping around. <laughs> I was gonna ask how she turned out. So. <laughs> I, I, I haven't talked to her since middle school, so. I don't know. Oh my god. That, that must be like stuff that you, you think about and you're wondering, how can I avoid that? Yeah. But, but let's yeah. dial it, ba- dial yeah. it back. Because ever since I like met you, and I think when we first met, afterwards when, you know, not at the party, clearly, because we can't... No, I remember what happened at the party, okay? Yeah, that and the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clearly we're not talking about kids at that party, that specific party then, but... You know, you're always one that says like, "Oh, you know, you want three, three kids." Yeah. B- before you were thirty, before you turn thirty, 
You're pretty, pretty close to that. You, you got two kids. Yeah. Is there room for one more? Uh, when I had my second pregnancy, I was like thinking I never want to be pregnant again. The second pregnancy was especially tough, especially if you have like a toddler to take care of. And um, I also drive really far to work, so my physically, I I feel like my body couldn't handle it. Um, but like I don't know, just us, like just having a baby, like the second baby. I was thinking maybe I could do another one. Like I want to. Like I think it's nice for them to have siblings, and they're just so cute. So there's a possibility. <laughs> yeah, very political answer. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, but we definitely have to wait until Riley turns maybe two or two. And two. That's like in one year, in in a year's time. Like Riley's gonna turn two in in two months, or to turn one in two months. Yeah. So maybe next next year. Yeah. Dang. That's pretty cool. I mean, at least there's a possibility. Like, two years from now, I'm I'm like uh, a little bit over I'm 34, so maybe I ch- might change my mind again. Yeah, probably will. I feel like you know. <laughs> Yeah. Women aren't yeah, going well. to do that. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but how was the first? Obviously, like this pod's just jumping all over the place. There's the, the timeline's a little bit messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when you had the first, was it like super excited? Because I know you got uh, like you guys were the first one in our group to have kids. Like, granted, kids first one in Toronto where we can be around a kid because we had Raybert. Shout out to Raybert out in Vancouver. Um, <laughs> He had his you know, kids he, really early, like really yeah. He had, he had both of them before we any any of us had one. But yeah. you know, Good for him. It, I think it was super exciting for you know us, you know, people in our group or group of friends in Toronto. At least I can say I was kind of you know pretty excited for you and Wilson. Oh, thanks, Andrew. You don't even look enthused. What's wrong? I, I noticed Link put, put me on the spot with this like, excitement. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I guess I was excited. I don't know. It's too late. It doesn't sound sincere now. <laughs> I'm very happy for you. <laughs> yeah. What was what was your reaction? What did you like when you guys found out yourself? Uh, it was it was more like uh, both uh, me and Wilson knew we wanted to have kids, and then so as soon as. Um, we got married, like, we kind of just jumped into it, and then uh, we just didn't know that was going to happen so fast. Yeah. And, but then, uh, we were surprised, but not really. Um, but you never, you can never really, really be... I think, I think for us, it's because we both know we want to have kids. So, like, when it actually happened, we were both super excited about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like definitely after going through, like, you know, for myself speaking, it is kind of like you, you think, you know, growing up when you're in high school, they always tell you like, oh, yeah, always have, you know, don't have unprotected sex because then you're going to have a child. And then <laughs> <laughs> when you get older and you, you want to have a kid and it's just like you're just trying like this is this is bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> it's fed you the stupid ass rule of using rubber. It's like, really? <laughs> it is rather low. But. <laughs> no, but I actually know a lot of couples that actually struggle to have kids. 
and then they've been married for years and they want to have kids, but then, you know, it's just not happening for them. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So that's why, like, yeah, when you guys, you know, mentioned it, yeah, you guys, it was fairly quick. Yeah, you know, like, we know Wilson's boys can swim even though he can't, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you have that cute, you know, I'm up right there. I can't get a word in edgewise because I don't have kids, so just give me my <laughs> give me my one-liners. <laughs> I like that. It's funny. But yeah, I was like, like your experience with the first, like Ellie. You mean the the pregnancy or the labor or just raising her in general? Just raising her in general. Wow. Ellie just turned three last month, and yeah. we thought the ter- terrible two was bad, but I don't know. I think she's like a three-nature. It's, it's been pretty brutal. She's oh, so- shit. That's, that's so much to look forward to. Yeah, it's like her mood swings are crazy. It's like someday she could be super sweet, super affectionate. Um, you know, super helpful, but then there are days where she just, like, throws random tantrums, throws a fit, and then she just doesn't want to listen. She doesn't want to, she just doesn't want to do anything that please you. Oh, so she knows she's doing stuff just to, like, annoy you, and she'll keep doing it. I don't know. I don't know if it's intentional. Maybe it is, uh, especially now with, uh, with a second child. Maybe she's trying, she's seeking attention, or that's just how three-year-olds behave, but... I don't even know. I still have to read up on it and study her behavior because some, some, there are some days where I just want to pull my hair out. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I know with, like, Zach, when I feel like, like, now that he's about to turn two, um, man, he, he understands so much, and I clearly know he thinks, I don't know if he thinks he's fooling me or he's purposely, you know, <laughs> doing it to, like, piss me off. Because <laughs> I'll be all up in his face. I'm like, hey, go and pick this thing up. And he'll like purposely pick up, let's say like five Lego pieces. He'll leave two Lego pieces sitting there, and I'm like, "What the hell are you doing? <laughs> There's yeah. two Lego pieces. Go and pick it up, and and put that thing away, right?" Yeah. But he'll just walk off and he'll just do his own thing. And I'm like, "Dude, you're not you're not deaf. I know you know. <laughs> you clearly know I'm I'm talking to you." But yeah, yeah, they actually get a lot smarter than you think. Um, I know that with Ellie too. Like we would tell her to hurry, I don't know, can you please do that? But then she would move so slow, so slow like molasses that it just drives you nuts. You know, testing boundaries is like normal. That's what I feel, right? Like, I mean, I do it in life, right? If someone says to do something, I want to see how much I can get away with. Even now? Even now. Especially now. (laughs) I work at home. Why? Everywhere. Why? Why not? I'm just going to throw that right back at you. Why not? But do, do, do you see, like, her in you? Like, yeah. Ellie's personality? I want to say no, because I was... Growing up, I was always told that I was a pretty easygoing kid. So I want to say that Ellie probably takes after my husband. <laughs> <laughs> but then I saw a saying in, like, one of those um, parenting books that say that it said something like, um, you know... When your toddler's crying and like, it's hard to be patient with a mini version of impatient, like you know, like an impatient version of yourself. So, oh yeah. yeah. Oh it's yeah. Really, 
the two that's really similar that clashes, right? Oh yeah, I guess that, that that totally makes sense. Like when you mentioned that, I just think about Zach being the most like stubborn, stubborn person ever. So I'm just thinking like, man, in 12, 14 years from now, when we really butt heads, that's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be hell because we're both stubborn and he'll do something because <laughs> right now he doesn't have a filter so he'll he'll do something when he thinks about it like in my mind if i get pissed off at someone i just think this is what i would do if i didn't live in a society in a civil <laughs> civilized society <laughs> yeah this is this is i'm holding back but he's not holding back <laughs> he'll just, like let's say he, he smacked me in the face i'm like i look him dead in the eye i'm like whoa what you do and he'll, he'll double down and he'll slap me in the face again. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, don't do it. And he'll, guess what? He'll go for a third time. I'm like, you, wow. <laughs> you're crazy. He's fearless. Wow. Yeah. He, he doesn't back down. He doesn't know who he's messing with. Yeah. <laughs> feel it, feel I got, you're not the bad cop. Are you the bad cop at home? I don't know. I think like I'm the good cop. Oh, so Sarah does the discipline? Yeah, I think Sarah does. Unless, like, I, I'm, like, super, super pissed off. Then I'll bust out my, like, flared-out nostril with my temple. <laughs> like, I'm about to, like, hulk out. <laughs> we know that very well. Yeah. <laughs> and then I feel like a complete jackass, like, 45 seconds later when I have to back dip, back away. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm acting like a fr- barely two. <laughs> yeah, I'm acting like a friggin' idiot. It's hard not to get mad at your own kids, but like some some days you just like you just cannot can't eat it, you know. The thing is, hearing these stories, like you know, I, makes you not want to have no, kids. No, like the thing, I hear you, bro. I mean, that would be you know well down the line, um, if anything. But even now, I remember spending time with um, um, Marion Wilson and Ellie in Hawaii. You remember that? Yeah. And Ellie, her you, hands you get exhausted Ellie. just looking at us, right? Sorry? <laughs> Are you, you get exhausted just looking at us? Y- yeah, I did. But, you know, it was like the fun moments for me because she wasn't misbehaving per se, even though she like, you know, smashed into the table. She got smashed by the door. Um, but she was like more playful. And then I saw Wilson trying to brush her teeth and then she bit him. And then like... Everything kind of just set in for me in terms of reality. Like this is how it actually is. Yeah, yeah. It it that's just that's our everyday. It's it's what goes on every day. Yeah, and yeah. like with with Zach too. Like you know, I've seen him what maybe like ten times or whatever. Like every single time, he's not like misbehaving or anything. He's just like all chill. And we, last time we like I think we played hockey or whatever this mini sticks and yeah it was all cool like i don't i don't see any of the meltdowns so i'm like zach is a really good boy and then that's my mental image forever oh yeah they don't have breakdowns in front of strangers most of the time i feel like because they know right like like what marion said um they know more than they you know give off yeah they know when they're you're talking about i remember when i went out to eat with like you know, Marion, Wilson, and Ellie. This is like when I think Ellie was six months or seven months, under a year. And everywhere I'm trying to make her laugh, and kids are pretty easy when you make like a face. But man, Ellie is a crowd like hard to please. Like I can see that she wants to smile, but she doesn't want to smile to a stranger. 
So I'm like, I know she knows. She doesn't want to like give me the satisfaction of making her smile. No, she does not. <laughs> yeah, I never. I just want her more social. Like, I mean, some other um, um, kid. I guess I don't want to name names, but like, I cannot make that kid not scowl, and it drives me crazy. And I probably won't see that kid for like a long time. That kid will be a man <laughs> by the time I see him again. I think you both know who I'm talking about. Um, Clayton. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to say it. Now I've said it. I was trying to think who it was. It's, 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 yeah. it's Clayton. I have not broken through with him yet, but um, we'll see when this is all done. Clayton is a hard one just because uh, he always has a serious face going on. Yeah, man. Like, I can't tell, I can't read his emotions. Like, I can't tell if he's having fun or he's actually enjoying the company or if he's happy. I can't tell. Man, uh, Derek's trained him well. He's got, like, that poker gene in him that's, like, never, never show his hand ever. But wow. I would say, like, um, Jenny and um, Derek is pretty expressive, like, you know, in terms of, like, their emotions and stuff. But, like, Clayton is just, like, straight up poker face. It's just. I feel like he, he uh, like out of the three of us, that like I've hung, uh, hung out with, um, obviously Derek and Jenny the close uh, the most because proximity wise, and our kids are pretty much like close in age, four months apart. Uh, takes a little time to to warm up too, but like once he gets it, like when we're having dinner, like dude is a straight up joker. Just like they sit across from each other, like Zach and Clay, and yeah. they'll just be like looking at each other and making faces and like. To just like copy each other and they just start like um yeah giggling and stuff but yeah that's, yeah it's nice to see you know that's probably one of the things i wish we get to do more to, get to hang out with our kids but man fuck it's hard to bring out kids it's so hard like, you have, to, you have you know, to pack everything the zillion things you have to bring like like two backpacks your chair covers your like yeah like, like you know you have two you have to deal with like double naps <laughs> You can't you can't go anywhere with when they're naps are like they don't nap at the same time. Oh yeah, man. But uh, how, how's Riley doing? I feel like she's kind of been the forgotten child at this point in our group just because of this COVID nineteen. We, oh. you know. Yeah, Jessica was telling me the other day. She's like, you know, just looking at your Instagram, no one would know that you had a second child. Because Ellie and Riley look very similar. No. <laughs> They're like yeah. twins at this point. <laughs> no, they have like, it's just because um, I haven't been posting as much of Riley. Yeah. You know, with Ellie, we used to do like a monthly photo, but then now with Riley, I, we definitely do less with her um, because mm-hmm. uh, Ellie still demands a lot of attention. And like, she's so used to like the daily routine, right? Like she gets a bath, she gets a massage, you read her books, and then you see her massage, you tuck her into bed. So if we want to put all the kids to bed on time, then we kind of just don't have a, we don't have the same routine for Riley. So I feel like she's yeah. You know, sometimes I just put Riley down, like I feed her milk and I rip her and I just turn off the light and I just walk out. Yeah. I thought it was some sort of like social experiment that you're running. One kid gets all the social media <laughs> and then the other kid gets none. And then you see how they grow up over like 15 years. Uh, you, that, you know what? It works. It works out in, in this chat. There's like three of us and all three of us are like in a family of three. 
Yeah. So yeah, we all came with like a family of three kids, right? Yeah, and we're all different stages. Like I'm a, like I'm the oldest. I'm the, the second. I'm the second. I'm the baby. You're the baby. Yeah, I'm the baby. Wow. But then, like, my siblings were all really far apart in age. Like, um, I'm trying to remember. I'm six years younger than the middle, and I'm 11 years younger than the oldest, which makes me think, hmm, was I planned? But then... (laughs) (laughs) But I think, you know, what you've done here is, you know, you basically have the kids close in age or you the kids were born kind of close in years together sort of similar yeah. to like um you and, and wendy like wendy i could say she was definitely an accident hmm? <laughs> if i did the math because me and me and wendy is exactly uh a year and a half apart right so yeah. my mom must have conceived her when i was only eight months old so i think she was an accident I think an accident would probably be like nine months apart, but yeah, that's fairly <laughs> close. That's fairly. Yeah, no comment. I don't want to comment. <laughs> I don't know if Wendy's a listener or if this will ever reach Taiwan. <laughs> I just had a chat with her yesterday, and then um, we're just talking about. She's basically. So a lot of my relatives was telling Wendy's, hey, you know, are you seeing anyone? I've got a couple of good options here. Would you like to meet them? And Wendy was thinking of ways to kind of like, you know, just to push this offer because she's really not interested in any of the guys that my relatives wants to introduce to her. So she basically just tell asked like my relatives, is it okay that whoever wants to date me that I don't want to have kids? And then, you know, my relative just stays quiet and never bugs her again. <laughs> <laughs> she found a way around it. That's so yeah. smooth. Yeah. Then she, but I think it's true for her because she's. We went to Japan with Wendy once when Ellie was six months old, and then she said that I'm never having kids, or even if I had kids, I will only travel with them when they are able to walk by themselves for like three hours and not complain about it. Yeah, I can definitely see why traveling with someone that doesn't have a kid is pretty much like a jail sentence. <laughs> like you're you're ruining two people. Like you're first of all. Chances are, you as the parents aren't getting any good. Like, you know, the trip's not gonna be like amazing for you. And now you're gonna drag someone who's single, who's free of kids, into joining your party. But you know, Andrew saw it very differently from Wendy, though. You know, but maybe because uh, it was the the time we spent with Andrew was very short. But then with Wendy, it was like a whole week, right? Yeah, definitely. I didn't fly with you. I didn't really have to walk around with you guys. I remember we went to a couple restaurants or whatever, but other than that, I I didn't lift a single finger to help. So I was just there. (laughs) Just played with her when it was like the good times and then peaced out when it was the bad times. Yeah. Yeah. I think on that one trip where like Hawaii or like three kids and everyone I was, was going so through like, I honestly I honestly don't remember what happened in Hawaii because I was honestly, honestly so tired and exhausted same what was the week like was it I went for I think a week maybe a little bit less than a week I think you were there for like more, more like two was I yeah I think so yeah yeah 
But then again, like I heard these stories, how like Ellie's amazing for traveling. Uh, Hawaii, she, Hawaii was one of the worst, um, worst trips we had with with Ellie, because she, I guess, with the long flight and then the time difference, and then and she was at that age. She was eighteen months. She wanted to explore. She wanted she wanted to be mobile. She doesn't want she can't be. She doesn't want to sit in her seat for too long. So that. Ten-hour plane ride was brutal, and it was just a lot of crying and throwing tantrums, and you know, she would just hurt herself because she's so tired, and it would stress me out, and I was so tired, and I, and then I remember we took um the flight was two five-hour flights, right? Before we boarded the second flight, I told us I want to go home. I don't want to board the second flight because I don't think I could make it to Hawaii with Ellie crying for another five hours. Dude, I, I hear you on that. I don't. I think I recall that I mentioned the in our last pod that we talked about, like my Florida trip, my second time around. Andrew, I don't. I, I can't remember. But every time we go on a trip, we think like, oh yeah, it's it's better. It can't be. It can't be worse than than the last one. And it always turns out to be much worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're, we're delusional. We think we we got the shit down, but. Yeah, you think no. the kids somehow learned something innately in between the first trip and the second trip, and now they're like more experienced, right? Dude, I'm not gonna... I thought it was like that too, but no. No, no honestly, I didn't. I, I remember, I, like, prior to going on my most recent trip with Zach, I was having dinner with my mom, and I mentioned, you know, like it wasn't like a knock on on my childhood of not going on any trips with the family and such again like we were like you know a family of like with three kids and you know my parents weren't exactly working a job like what i have what i'm doing like i'm pretty decent and I'm, I'm fairly well off right like whatever they were making back then it's equivalent to what i'm making like that's a combined income and then then the, i'm like oh it's probably not like a money thing I always thought, like, maybe it's money thing, but then it's like, they just don't want to travel with three asshole kids. <laughs> you know, that's that's <laughs> that's the main reason. And I can't blame them for it. Like, I only have one. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Three kids to be flying everywhere. Yeah, and, and we didn't have all of the luxuries of today to, like, <clears throat> keep those kids in line and keep them entertained. Like, there was no iPad. There was, like, nothing oh. to entertain the kids. So you had to bring, like, actual toys or like whatever to keep them busy. Yeah, I remember when we boarded plane back then. The the flight attendant would give us some crayons and stickers to play with, but that is also a sixteen hour flight to Taiwan. To Taiwan before direct flight happened. Jesus, yeah, there's no way. Like, I think I'm done with traveling with uh, Zach for a while, and then. You know, if I do have a second kid, like that kid will not get to sit on a plane until he's like at least 12. <laughs> 12? No. Yeah, no. It's complete bullshit. Like all these flight uh, flight company that tells you like, hey, you know, like under two, you can fly. Like, come on, man. Under two. Those are like the asshole ages. <laughs> I, I, I want to say before, before uh, t- eight months is a good time to travel just because there's less things you need to bring. If you're breastfeeding, you basically just need to bring the mother. And <laughs> but then once they start solids, you have to bring like so much stuff, like half of your luggage is packed with your stuff. 
sometimes yeah like the last trip where sarah packed the banana i'm like why the fuck do we have a banana from toronto in florida we're not going to like you know like ecuador or some shit like that where we can't eat their food there <laughs> like we're going to a first like a first class like a uh, first country you right? can go or yeah. a half country if you go to ecuador you actually like go to where the bananas are actually grown <laughs> you're bringing this but just in case in case your banana tastes different is <laughs> a Del Monte banana banana farm tour. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, like I see, just thinking about having a second, and then when I see all these other people having, like, during this whole COVID thing, there's like uh, Sarah's friends would gather around and do like a little mini call to have like all the kids together, you know, just to have them get some screen time and see other kids. Fuck, like, one of them had two kids. Carlo, I'm talking to you. <laughs> and I see it, like, it, it was fine. It wasn't too crazy, but at the same time, like, man, I already see, like, the difference in, you know, you have, like, one kid who's a wild child, probably equivalent to, to Ellie, just running off doing cartwheels off, off the couch. And then you have, like, the young one just crawling around like a bystander about to get, like, dropped right. from the top of the couch. <laughs> That's what's going on in our house right now too. Ellie's at the stage where she loves to climb and climb on top, climb really high on top of sofas and chairs and hurt herself. <laughs> well, Riley's sitting down on the mat and she's about to land on her. Why? Well, it's like WWE in your living room. <laughs> Literally, yeah. There's so many times where me and Wilson had heart attacks. For what? For Ellie? No, because um. Ellie is so close to crushing Riley and, you know, body slamming her. <laughs> yeah, I can see that with Ellie. Because is I guess Ellie's more... Well, is Riley gr- more girly in terms of, like, what you see at this point? Uh, I can't tell yet, but um, Ellie is... It definitely is a girly one right now. Like she loves pink, she loves unicorns, she likes rainbows, yeah. and she loves to dress herself in dresses. I just love. I, I just had like an image of like Wilson living in a house with like three ladies. I know. Can you game. imagine him like fifteen years later? That's gonna <laughs> be sitcom quality. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have this cousin. And um, I think with his first wife, they had three girls, um, and they got divorced. He um, met someone new, maybe like, what, five years ago or so. Uh, they married. That woman already had a daughter, and then they had another kid yep. together. But that was another daughter. Oh, so my goodness. So this man I has six women and five daughters. Oh <laughs> Oh, I, man, can't, no, no. I can't even deal with that many women myself, let it all in. I mean, Bruce couldn't deal with it, and now he's Caitlyn, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys didn't name any of your daughters Welma, so like, I guess Wilson can change his name to Welma Wooster. <laughs> <laughs> you say that like, if you can't beat them, you join them, right? You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so how is like uh, Ellie with, with Riley? Um, rap, they're actually very good. I was actually worried about like Ellie being super jealous just because, um, up until 
before Riley was born, um, I don't think she had a good idea of what it means to have a baby in the house. Um, but it, it took a lot of time for her to get used to it. And then, um, but she's been, really, been a really good big sister. Um, she, she would, there are often times where I would just leave the two of them alone for maybe like two minutes and grab something in the kitchen. And um, Riley's just like crying her head off. And when I come back, um, she's calm because Ellie had dropped a toy off for her, like on her lap to keep her entertained. But Riley has like, she's, she loves watching her big sister Ellie. Like she, she always like just bursts into smiles when um, Ellie walk passes her, which is like kind of interesting to see because um, Riley just finds Ellie super entertaining. I don't know why. That's how it is as like a younger younger child. You look up to your older siblings and they're around to like kind of mimic and like follow. And so you do that. I know I did it to my own detriment as well. I <laughs> fell down the stairs and broke my arm. That's like a little kid. So I was following my brother like up and down, but uh, couldn't navigate those steps. That's funny. When you talk about stairs, I remember like my... My younger brother, I don't know why, like, he was going to the basement, because I was in the basement hanging out. That's where, like, the Super Nintendo was, and then next thing I know, I look up, the dude's doing fucking four cartwheels flying down the stairs. Did he hurt himself? Oh, yeah, dude, dude got hurt, and that's probably one of my more vivid memories of our childhood, of him doing cartwheels flying down the stairs. <laughs> Not on purpose, clearly, but, like, he was trying to go down... He was too young to go down the stairs by himself. And you know, back in the day where there's no like child safety, anything, right? So like the railing where you, where you put like the handrail is like complete like empty space. So you can just jump right off if you wanted to from like the top of the stairs. So it's a good thing he didn't fly, you know, drop from there. At least he had about maybe 10 or 12 steps of breaking his fall <laughs> multiple <Wow>. times. <laughs> he's, he, he's fine. Cause I think he's probably like a better version of me anyways. Uh, so those steps probably helped him. You never know what effect it had. You know, maybe it changed his whole personality. <laughs> yeah, now he's working in IT. He could have been something else. Wow, he does IT? Does he like it? Uh, I don't know. I think that's probably one of the things, you know, like having, having with the whole dynamic of saying, like, I'm the older kid, right? I can see, like, when I, th- when I look back now that I've, Zach and I look back. Hey, what was my childhood like? I was probably thinking, I'm as the oldest kid. I was pretty selfish. I was in my own world. I can't really, you know, recall a lot of specific or not specific memories because I do have them. But like a lot of them, where I can think about like the good times that you had with your younger siblings. I don't know if that's the same with you guys. You know, because you guys were the younger ones or the middle child, so you guys would probably remember at least looking up to your older siblings. For me, no, because my brother is four years like four years older than me, and he always thought that he was too cool to hang around us. And because me and Wendy are a girl, so he has no interest in playing with us at all. And for me, it was like we bond through sports, and I think we probably still do bond through sports because guy shit, right? Um, but like we be playing. You know the age gap? Sorry. You know the age gap? Yeah, the age gap, but. 
the age gap comes into play a little bit because, you know, for example, my brothers would be playing basketball in the driveway and I, I want to play, but the ball is so heavy <laughs> and I can't, like, throw it into the hoop at all. So I just, like, end up watching for most of the time. It's like that that commercial. I don't know if you guys remember um, or if you've seen that commercial where the kid is commentating as his older, like, sibling and his friends are playing. The Rogers. I think it's a Rogers commercial, but it's like super weird, super weird and sad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I remember. Ended up. I played this game where um, my brother would have to take a shot by the time I counted down from like five, like a shot clock ending. (laughs) Yeah, this is how I entertain myself. <laughs> You're just counting. Just learning my counting. Yeah, but the good thing is, at least for you, with sports, like, I can't remember, like, the 92-93 World Series champion, like, when we won the World Series. I just know of it because, like, the school celebrated, and I went to school with a Cleveland Indian hat. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Not good. Yeah. Yeah, like your oldest brother would have been what, like probably 16, 15, 16 at the time. So he was probably in the thick of things, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he was at, at Campbell, kind of laying his ground there as the first uh, first one of our name. I don't think we mentioned last names here. Um, he, he did leave that legacy for me by the time I arrived. Some of the some of the same teachers were there. So, like, I remember one time in gym class, um, you know, we were doing volleyball. And apparently my volley's really good. I don't know about now, but uh, the teacher called me up. He's like, "Hey, hey, Roger, like, get up and like show everybody the volleys." And I was like, "I got up and I did it. <laughs> I didn't correct him, and I just <laughs> did volleys for like thirty seconds." <laughs> As Roger? As Roger, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but but aside from that, you know what's. What's, like, the biggest, like, eye-opener for being a mom? Um, like, what did you think was, like, in your mind? What what, what did you think it will be like being a mom and versus reality? Okay, so um, I thought, like, you know, you know, moms on Instagram, like, oh, it's, they're always so graceful. They always have, like, make nice food for their kids and you know it's just so easy watching them you know to parents just being a parent but then like when that's not that's not how i am at home like i look like a wreck like most of the time almost all the time and then you know when wilson leaves in the morning i'm in my pajamas when he comes back i'm still in my pajamas and it's just (laughs) you know before i had a had my own baby i always vision myself to like oh I'm gonna be a stay at home mom with maybe three or four kids that's that's the kind of life I wanted but then being on Matley for a whole year where you just spent where you just like dedicate all your time to just being a mom and then spending time with baby I know that I can't be that kind of stay at home mom because then for my own sanity I can't do it and but I know there are a lot of moms who like being at home with their babies so Kudos to them. They're probably all married to a rich, rich person. Yeah, they must have nannies. Those Instagram moms must have nannies. There's no way. <laughs> and now that nanny is trapped in that house due to, like, isolation. They can't even, like, <laughs> can't even leave. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. A, a little but bit. I always have. Sorry. No, you go. You're the star. No, <laughs> I wanted. I was just curious about um, Andrew's family. I guess like your mom, because then you know she had three boys. Yeah. <laughs> How was that like for her? I mean, I never actually even thought about it when I was living in that house, really. I mean, as I got older, I started to, like, it started to click in my head. But when I was growing up, like, there's no way it even occurred to me, like, what she was feeling. Having, like, three boys who didn't really do anything. I mean, we did chores, but we didn't we didn't cook in the kitchen. We didn't help out with that kind of stuff. So, I mean, she worked part-time and also had to, like you know, make sure dinner was, was basically ready most days before she went to work. She went to work kind of in the afternoon and then came home after midnight. So like my dad would cook, I don't know, a few times a week, maybe twice a week or whatever. But like my mom had to like cook ahead of time, then go to work, come home, sleep. And then like in the morning, in the morning, we kind of took care of ourselves. So it didn't really matter. This is as, as we were older, but you know, she never had anyone to, to help her. I'm sure yeah. she wanted me to be a girl because she had the two <laughs> boys already, right? So that's what happened, right? You just you just giving it a shot, she, maybe. <laughs> she definitely went back to the well one more time to see it. She uh, struck out. That's three strikes and you're out. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely gained a, gr- a greater appreciation of everything that she did now that I'm actually not even living in the house anymore. Like all the stuff that I have to do for myself here, living alone. Like, I'm like, damn, she had it tough not having any girls. I'm not saying yeah. girls are the only ones who can help, so I don't want to get canceled. But um, <laughs> it's just the way it's just the way boys grow up, right? And now yeah. I think with modern like husbands and like parenting roles, it might change a little bit. Like I see uh, Clayton doing a bunch of chores and like you know uh, cleaning up after himself, which is like cool to learn from like such a small age. I know they teach you a lot in school, like they sing the cleanup song and you clean up or whatever, but it's good to see it actually happening. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's probably when you mentioned that, like thinking about growing up and living in at home and now that we're all not living with our parents, uh, there's something that I read where they're saying like, if you think about it up until your kids graduate from universal or like probably like 16 when they turn become a teenager like everything before 16 that's probably 80 percent of the time that you'll get to spend with your kids in your lifetime or like in you know your lifetime together with them because as they get older they're gonna want to do their own thing right so with this whole like one year maternity leave it kind of sucks but uh i hear my mom always talk about like back back in the day 30 years ago or 32 years ago um I'm so so old. I think I'm 33, but I'm actually turning 34. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, they only had like what three months of like mat leave. And you, when you think, when you look back, even right now, I'm thinking like when between like newborn to like three months, that's a lot of growth. And then from three months to like one year, that's even more growth. Like that's where the fun is. Like really, they're just a sack of potatoes at that point. Yeah. You know, the first eight weeks, eight twelve weeks. Um, but, yeah, both your kids kind of look like a potato. I want to admit that. <laughs> well, not now. What are you talking about? Like, I, I know, I know, I know uh, Zach looked like such a potato when he was, like, first born. I think same with Riley that I notice, but they do develop. <laughs> hey, 
quick question. <laughs> when I look back at my at Zach's baby photos, I'm like, when I look at it, I'm like, shit, this dude was not a cute looking baby when it came out. But at I that moment, that it, you, you felt the same thing, right? Yeah. And I was like, I was looking at some old pictures of Ellie. I'm just like, damn, she's such an ugly baby. <laughs> yeah, man. I was like, fuck. There's like some weird ass chemical in there that they're either like excreting that makes you feel that that's the cutest kid but when you dial it back like six nine months later or you look back and like holy crap this guy is like an alien baby here yeah i feel the same way about um ellie's um baby pictures like she just looks so weird and she went bald in the first month so she looked even more weird yeah 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 yeah. when when, when they go bald (laughs) i'm like shit when did when does this baldness kick in and then (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah uh, to every mother, the babies are cute from the beginning, but then for maybe some mothers still think their babies are super cute, but then when you compare your own baby to other really cute babies, then you realize your baby is really actually not that very good looking. In the first three months, at least. Yeah, well, I guess it's kind of good because I always believe like you don't want to peak too early because then <laughs> if you're peaking and you're doing life well, like when you're three months by the time and that's it that's your best looking stage of your entire life then that's game over <laughs> yeah yeah and to like and like your point earlier about andrew being in a household of three like my little youngest sibling is, is my sister and thank god my mom has my sister i can't imagine her living with like three boys because my sister does everything with her. Yeah, I think like if you have if you're gonna have multiple kids, it doesn't matter the gender, but you just need one that you just need one helpful one. I feel. At this point, we still don't know which one's the helpful one. <laughs> you anyone admit to it? <laughs> no, I think she has it like spot on where it's like. I'm apparently supposed to do all the customer service calls <laughs> and pay the bills. My yeah. brother's the IT guy and he fixes shit around the house. Clearly, I can't fix anything. <laughs> so it's a good choice. Good, like I, I'm, I'm more than happy to give up that role. Yeah. Then. <laughs> you guys all have functions, you know. You prefer your own functions really well. Yeah, you show up like Nucky Thompson with like the wallet. You bust out these bills and you pay it, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. That's pretty much like I had to break social isolation to help them disassemble something and then like leave immediately after. Did you do it with a mask on? I had a mask. Yeah, I did. Even at home? So this was, I had to go back to um, my mom's house. This is after I came back from New York, like Uh, a week, a week, maybe a week after. So I probably shouldn't have gone, but I had to. Oh, fuck. You went a week after you came back? Yep. Damn. You kept that quiet. Um, Isolation for 14 days? uh, Yeah, I was supposed to be. And then I just went there and then did my thing and then left. She doesn't know I went to New York. This is like a big secret. (laughs) Big secret to everyone but her. (laughs) Why can't you know? Several reasons. (laughs) I will tell her later. And we'll all laugh and laugh and laugh. <laughs> oh, man. 
Yeah, well, be be remiss if I don't mention, if we don't bring up this whole COVID thing. How are you dealing with this COVID, you know, being strangely you know, isolated at home with two kids now, now that, like, Ellie can't even go to, like, daycare? I miss the daycare's uh, teacher so much. I think more than Ellie. I, really? I miss them so much. And I, I truly have, like, a, I truly appreciate what they do with our kids and... You know, so you're willing to pay a pay a price hike? Sure, of course. If oh. I wouldn't complain if they like want to take more money because like what they do is honestly like not what a normal human being can do. You have to have like endless patience, like to become like a teacher. Because I don't even have patience for my own child, and let alone like they, they have to deal with 50 of them that's not their own child, you know. And yeah, I see kind like- of like Ellie's classmates oh my god something could be really crazy yeah it's like a fucking zoo in there <laughs> uh, not 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 that one specifically but i have visited that one too and it's like a zoo back there yeah it's and crazy. in the summertime i'm like how are there like 75 kids in this one one play yard yeah so, like i have two kids and then you know just thinking about like getting them dressed to go out for a short walk like it just makes me tired but then they have to dress the kids 15 kids to go out every single day and they have to take them out at least two times a day and then you know um getting the like bringing them to the potty wiping their butts make sure they wash their hands and then wash you know supervise them eating and then make sure they go down for a nap and you know just just spending the whole day with them and they do it like Monday to Friday is a lot. And I'm doing this by myself at home and I'm losing it some days. Like I'm constantly like, I'm not screaming at my kids, but there are times where I just want to punch a pillow, you know? Yeah, I, I hear you. I do it. I do it for like two days of a week. Again, because <laughs> I sell use my, like, I drop, I drop Zach off at my mom's, right? From Monday to Friday, because there's no way I can work with Zach around. Because all he wants to do, if he sees me on a computer, is come by and punch my keyboard. <laughs> they have a fascination with keyboards and screens. Pardon? They have a fascination with keyboards and screens. They have a fascination with whatever the hell you're doing. That's all. That's a problem. <laughs> I could be washing dishes, and he would have like not cared for me for a good 45 minutes, but. Just out of nowhere, he'll just come and bug me. I'm like, dude, I'm washing dishes. Like, I'll have all the time. And actually, I find washing dishes, like, very, you know, therapeutic at this point after having a kid. Because that's my <laughs> own time in my own little space I in my feel, house. I feel you. Sometimes, like, Wilson will be like, oh, I'll wash the dishes. I'm like, no, no, no. You look after the kids. I need a break from them. Yeah, man, those dishes are probably so fucking clean. <laughs> Like scrub every single dish, it's like shiny. You can see your face in it. <laughs> you rinse yeah. it twice. It's funny how you guys talk about like um, you know, the job of like daycare people and teachers. I would have thought for you, Marion, since your kids are rather young and they haven't spent a lot of time in like you know preschool or school or whatever, that you wouldn't have felt this big of a appreciation or effect for them. But I guess I'm wrong. I would have thought someone like, I mean, a little older, like, you know, the kids like, f- you know, four or five. Oh, yeah. So, um, Wilson's um, sister came by to my in-laws today to kind of just like, um, 
give my mother-in-law like a haircut and then they're just chatting amongst themselves we weren't we weren't at their house when they were over because you know you can't have some such a large group and then at dinner yeah. time, we we're just chatting and then uh wilson's sister basically said that uh, so her sister has a kid a daughter who is turning eight this in december and like a seven-year-old and a four-year-old and then she said the four-year-old is driving her nuts and she just want to strangle her <laughs> <laughs> it's like constant whining they can't go out to the park they can't go anywhere they can't visit grandma you know and then they seem to just attach to your butt at home all the time and whining and it's just too much on the mom so yes you left her kids at home with the husband and kind of took like a two or three hour break to kind of give her <laughs> like a nice haircut you know i would be more interested to know after this you know isolation lifts whether kids will have stranger danger or whether they will like be more social towards like other people because they have not seen anybody else other than their parents in a long time. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I want to know. I want an update after this is done. I want to say um, they'll probably be more social because I started noticing it with Ellie. Um, so whenever we, usually when we go out to our car around dinner time to go over to my in-laws and have dinner, um, my neighbor would come out of their house, her house to, you know, have a smoke. And some, like most of the times, we would bump into her and we just kind of wave from our, our garage and then they're, they're across the street. But um, the past few days when we leave our house and Ellie doesn't see my neighbor outside smoking, she gets really upset when she goes in the car and she wants to stand outside and wait for her neighbors to come out for her smoke. I think Ellie's addicted to nicotine. <laughs> like in hand. That is the real root of this problem. <laughs> No, they're like, they're at least like 10, 10 meters away, like they're across the street. But then she's so happy, like she's, she's been looking forward to, you know, saying hello to our neighbor. Yeah, I mean, I think, man, with Zach, he's so young, but since Sarah's been back to work for what, I think 10 months now, or, or just under, or under a year, and to him he's probably like every day he sees like both of us in the morning before you know it must be like wonderland for this kid he doesn't know what the hell's going on he has no concept of time but he's just like okay i'm gonna go to sleep i'm gonna wake up and i'm gonna see my parents again yeah but again like you said you just kind of like at this point you're like fuck it's too much (laughs) i love you but it's too much (laughs) Yeah, man. Sometimes I just want to veg out and be like a bum myself. And you're supposed to set like this good, you know, example. I can't be on my phone all the time. I can't be watching TV. I can't be listening to podcasts that has a lot of swearing in it. Can't listen to music. And actually, like, he loves music right now. But the problem is he fucking loves shark, like baby shark. I'm like, oh, my God, this song is like a minute and 20 seconds. And he wants it looped over and over and over again. Baby Shark is like every parent's nightmare. It's so crazy. That that song is so crazy. Yeah, I thought I was like lucky where I dodged a bullet because he's like again he's not two months away from being two, and two months. Oh fuck! I can't even do math. Three months. <laughs> I'm gonna turn away. Stop caring. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, 
I'm like, oh yes, like everyone talks about the baby shark and you know how it's the worst song on earth. I'm like, luckily I didn't haven't had to deal with, uh, deal with that shit. And then the last like three days, he just loves that shit. And I'll turn on different music, reggae, Randy, and he's like, no, I don't want that. I'm like, what the hell? So today I put my foot down. I'm like, you know what? You're asking for music. I'll give you music, but you're listening to my music. Wow, how did he take that? He complained for like the first thirty second. And I told him, yeah, I don't care. I'm listening to music. <laughs> and then eventually he just like stopped caring. And then he kind of digs some of the stuff, trying to get him to become like a superstar, guitars, penis, doing all that shit. But I know he's not going to get anything. But I'm just happy I'm not listening to like Baby Shark. That's how you do it. You got to just brute force your likes and desires onto him. What is like the expectation versus reality? Because I know, you know, you have the whole screen time, the baby shark song that you tried to avoid and you couldn't avoid it. It just came and then it took over your entire like life, right? But I think we, you know, when we have conversations in like the bar or whatever, we're talking about like, oh, you know, I'm not eating sugar. I don't want my kid to eat sugar, or I'm not going to have my kid eating McDonald's, or I'm going to limit the screen time so my kids don't have it. Like, is that even possible? Uh, for us, um, snacking and eating sweets. Like, I, I am a huge sweet eater. Like, I, eat, I love sweets. I love ice cream. I like chocolate. And um, for us, we only eat the snacks after the kids go to bed. And then we usually don't put anywhere where it's visible for them to see. And Or, like, if... She's not in bed, and then we eat something sweet after dinner time. Then we would take turn. Um, one would hide in the kitchen and eat it, and then when you're done, you come out and entertain the kid, and the other person go in and eat the other half. And she can like smell that sugar on your breath and be like, "What's <laughs> what's different here? What's going on?" <laughs> well, she might be a little bit confused, but then like she didn't see it, so she won't ask for it. So the key is not to show it to them. Yeah, but now it's a little bit harder because. Um, at school, they're, she's in a mixed class, like an age group, but like a mixed age group where they're older kids and they know, you know, what's up with ice cream and like chips and chocolate. So, and sometimes the teachers give it to them if it's a birthday party. So they know, they're learning more about sweets now. So they ask for it if, if they see it. So we try our best not to let them see it and only eat eat it discreetly or at night after they've been put to bed. Do you take them grocery shopping? Uh, <laughs> do you know? We try, but do you know how much longer it takes? <laughs> yeah, and they probably want like everything on the shelf. Yeah, there was this one time I took Ellie grocery shopping by myself. She was probably uh, maybe cl- any closer to Zach's age right now, and she just like ran around the grocery store. Um, my, my daughter's a runner. She likes to, she's not afraid of exploring. So she will always like run away from me. I guess like maybe because she's always confident that I will be near. But um, I remember she, I was just, she, she was touching everything on the shelf and then dragging everything down. So I basically just grabbed what I needed and then I took her to the cashier to pay. And then she insists on um, buying like this, I don't know, this snack that looked like a 
that looks like a ice cream cone. So I had to get it for her because she's just crying nonstop. So I let her hold it, but then she insisted on opening it before we got to the cashier. So, so you know, she just, she just it was just crying, and then she was just on the ground, and then so I just like paid really quickly and asked the cashier to open it for me while I get my money, and they give yeah. her one so we could leave the store without her like screaming. So you lost. I lost. <laughs> I, 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 and like, if you ever see one of those parents where like they look really stressed out because their kids are not, you know, are misbehaving, like you know, sympathize with them because they're just really having a hard time themselves too. Like you can't control. Like don't judge them because they can't control their kids because some kids are just so crazy. Yeah, I feel like all these old people are the ones that are judgy. I'm like, bitch. We can't beat our kids like how you did back then. I can't give them the power like my backhand to give you know, <laughs> give them a reminder. This is how this is how we do things. Today. Yeah, it's true. You can't like I think back in the day, other parents used to like nod in approval as you were getting beat in a public place. They're like, shown like other parents would like block the entire aisle. Like no one comes down here. just just throw down like a jar of like pasta sauce is like oh what's that red on the ground oh it's spilled pasta sauce it's all good (laughs) yeah i think like with with like snacking like what you mentioned trying to be healthy i think it's probably like very very hard to do because even when you go over to anyone's other kid's house or whatever they're gonna get snacks and they're gonna be introduced with all these like puff puffs i think it's like friggin just nothing but air and sugar yeah. um but you know it keeps them quiet it's all good actually introduced um zach to ice cream today or not today yesterday and the, the wonder in his eyes the second that ice cream went <laughs> in his mouth was amazing and he went to <laughs> and we gave it to him right before his nap time oh, so no. i taught him like yeah, it's, it's called ice cream and then he'd just be like saying i I cream, I cream the entire time. And waking up saying I cream, I cream. I'm like, yeah, but it's ice cream. You only get this like maybe once every, you know, quarter if you're lucky. Aww. Wow. Yeah. That's discipline. Ellie just, yeah. Ellie just recently discovered ketchup and she thinks it's the best thing ever. Fuck. Ketchup is. <laughs> you talking thing to ever. the right man right there. <laughs> the sauce boss. <laughs> yeah. Everything's extra sauce, please. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but I think where we're doing all right, you know, our kids will be disciplined, won't be assholes. Hopefully, that's all we can hope for. Because you no, know, we're not we're not that big of an asshole. Wilson's a little bit of an asshole, <laughs> and he'll he'll admit it that he's an asshole himself. <laughs> And I think it's it's more like a a compliment at this time because everyone's all PC and not like you know trying to act all good and nice. Mm-hmm. Assholes are the real people, keeping it real all the time. Yeah, for sure. I know who I can relate to in this life. I can count on him. <laughs> <laughs> I just have but, a question. Have you? Yep. Did your parents ever had any expectations of you of what? They want you to achieve in life, or like you know, kind of like the career path they wanted you to go down. Oh, I'm looking, you're looking at it. My mom wanted me to be an accountant, and I'm a fucking accountant. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Andrew? 
not not particularly. I know my dad always wanted me to to go get my MBA. Um, I don't think I'm going to do that now. Um, but why not? Um, I don't know if it's even necessary for what I really want to do in life. And I, you know, it's just throwing money down a well at this point. I don't think I want to ever become like an executive or anything. So, you know, I'm I'm happy with kind of where I am, and I'm sure um, I'm sure my mom is proud. She doesn't really know what I do. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't really know if my dad is proud, but I don't know. I guess he is. I don't know. We'll never know. Do you guys ever talk about it? Like oh, uh, um, like you know, well, when there's me, family I'll... gatherings, when there before the, when there was family gatherings, you know. Um, you know, if your parents talk to other relatives about what you guys do, and then your pride in your eyes or something. Oh, going deep here, shit. Um, it only I don't... came up to me because, like, <laughs> sorry, go on. The tables have been turned. Yeah, what are you I, <laughs> I mean, this is like a, a side gig that we're doing that, like, my mom will never find out. <laughs> but um. I don't know, like, you know how it is being Asian parents, how you can never show, you can never give a compliment, and it's like this weird situation where I'm more western, like, clearly I'm more westernized, and I'm fucking showering my kids with, like, crazy affection, you know? I don't think I've ever said, like, I love you to anyone else as much as I have in two years to one person. Yeah. And then compared to like 30 years of my life. I feel the same way too, because my parents were not affectionate parents as well. As well. Yeah, it's, it's so hard to even be affectionate with them at this age. It's so awkward. Like, even at a young age, it was so awkward. Like, dude, saying, dude, I love you, and then giving them, writing them like Mother's Day cards or like Father's Day yeah. cards. Yeah. And then the hug. Like, I just cannot do it. Yeah, man. Yeah, and I totally, I totally get that. I don't think I like recalled giving my mom a hug you know after when I was like you know six years old afterwards yeah. but I think the last first time I gave her a hug was probably when like I was 30 and when I was getting married and I was uber drunk at my own wedding <laughs> she was there and I gave her a hug I'm happy our photo G kind of like captured that moment there probably one of my favorite pictures yeah. uh, of my life right there the complete joy of yeah. both of us um, but yeah I mean there's like impossible to kind of uh, you can tell that they're probably like proud because in, in comparison to maybe some of their parents always love to fucking compare their kids with their friends' kids, and when they look at it, it's like yeah, you know this this kind of turned out all right, and it's almost like my it's almost even internally like family comparing each other. Yeah. So I remember driving my aunt back one time, and and she was mentioning about when my dad was around and when my dad was like when they just had me or when they all just had their kids and they're drinking at nighttime and they're talking smack and then like my uncle my mom's brother older brother will always say like oh yeah my kids will be you know the best of all of them your kids can't won't be able to match up kind of shit talking kind of stuff right and then <laughs> andrew probably knows like you know how, how everything turns out because that's my bigger cousin <laughs> yep i know i know very well <laughs> so yeah like um yeah there's probably like just Knowing that I'm not a druggie, I'm not on the street, I can pay, you know, earn a decent living, have my own family, have kids, you know, all that stuff, not overly depend on, rely on her. So, 
I guess there's some sort of pride, but they'll never say it to my face. Yeah, or even if they say it, I mean, they don't really understand what I do, so it doesn't really mean much. Like, I'm proud of you for whatever it is that you do. Thank you. <laughs> Are you trying to explain to them what you actually do for a living? I don't think anyone really understands. Trust me. <laughs> it could just be like, in their eyes, it might just be made up. You're just a friggin' crazy drug kingpin just pulling into money. Uh, they'll never know. They'll never know why I was in New York, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so like, Marion, do you, do you think you have like these expectations for for Ellie and Riley then? Uh, no, because uh, it only came up because a conversation, like a conversation, sprung up between like, like um, a friend of mine and her husband, and then we we're just casually chatting about um, about our kids, right? And then I just asked them, like, would it be okay if um, your your kid um, doesn't learn the, the language you speak? You know, if it's like for us, we're bilingual, right? Um, yeah. Chinese and English. Is it okay if your kid is not into the Chinese culture, into your culture? And then, like, her husband was really like, like was like really worked up and say, no, she has to speak my language. She has to be interested in her in her own heritage, her background. Um, it would be best if her husband in the future is also interested you know, learning about the Chinese language and culture. It doesn't matter the race. Oh, yeah, like if she's dating a white guy or she gets yeah. married to a white guy, for sure they're going to love the Asian culture. you got to be very, very careful about that, setting that expectation, because <laughs> you're going to get all sorts of weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then I was just thinking about, like, why impose this kind of expectations um, um, on our kids right like because even though you have you have expectations but it's not like they're always going to go according to your expectation you know they're an individual they have feelings they have their own thoughts they have their own mind you're not just gonna you're not your puppet so why bother expect all these things from them right so i'm just like yeah i probably won't like as long as they could grow up and then you know, live a healthy life, have families, you know, sustain themselves. That's all I ask for. I don't want them to be a doctor. I don't want them to be like a lawyer or like whatever. They could pick up like a career that, you know, they could, where they could sustain themselves. That's all I want is. Oh, I don't have to worry about them. I'll let them do whatever, but just don't go into social studies. You know what? Go into social studies, but don't go into like a university, and then end up going for MBA and a PhD. I'm like, come on, let's be real. It's not going anywhere. Like, you can be anything you want. So you will influence them when they're picking their college or university and their major or whatever. No, like I'll just guide them away from social studies. Yeah, no gender studies, no like sociology, like liberal arts kind of stuff. <laughs> And you got to be realistic, right? You got to make sure they know at some point, and I'm sure their friends will let them know that odds are higher for success. But did your parents ever like set, like, like sit you down and talk about you know your choices? Mm, the you have? For me, no. Um, it's a little different. Um, it's, it's, there was pressure, but not probably not at the level of like an Asian household, right? <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So. Or did your help all your siblings? Did your like older brothers kind of gave you like guidance? it's not the right path to look at to be honest it was just basically me figuring it out um i probably or definitely became the most successful out of anyone um but i just figured out my own thing and i I worked hard at every level that's good fuck i have to still apologize i think i missed like maybe a minute minute and a half of conversation because something happened with my computer don't worry i can can carry this podcast i don't need you No, no, like, just, it's it's all good, man. But I just hope that it, it kept on recording. It should have kept on recording if you guys were talking to each other. But uh, it said not recording for a little bit. It wasn't recording. It said, yeah, it said not recording for a little bit until you lock back on. Fuck! You know, I, I didn't even look at man. that. So yeah, like like this was bound to eventually happen in one of these remote pods that we're gonna have with IT difficulty. I don't have my brother here quarantined in the same house, making sure that everything's working fine. I wonder if there's something I could have done. I honestly wasn't looking or paying attention, but I was just rambling. <laughs> I think I was host. That's the reason. Yeah. So I guess we can wrap it up, can we? Because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unless there's anything else you wanted to say. No, I think it was good. I enjoyed having this conversation. I feel like I haven't talked to you in so long, Marion. I haven't seen or talked to anyone. Not just you guys, even my old friends, in a really long time. Well, we have not. We still have not seen you, so I don't know. You got, you got to see us. Yeah, maybe when I clean myself up a little bit, then um, maybe next year's mother. Day. Yeah, when should we start cleaning ourselves up? I tried to grow out my hair. It didn't work. Surprise, surprise. How long do you guys think this quarantine is going to go until? I want to say at least in Ontario, another six to ten weeks, maybe. Oh, fuck. Thank God you said weeks. I thought you were going to have to say months. months. At least. <laughs> at least. Oh, my God. I don't know. Like, I don't know if they're going to lift some of the restrictions and let people go and hang out. Not hang out, but, like, let us at least use the park for, for yeah. us, like, with kids, you know? I I hope I hope we can use the park soon. Ellie is so sad when you walk by the park and it's all taped up, and yeah. I, I don't even know how to explain to her because she doesn't know what's going on in the world. Right? She's too young to understand. Yeah, like there's uh, how many weeks has it been? Four, five? She's been she's been at home for over a month a month and a week. Yeah, yeah. it's like five weeks, man. I don't know. Uh, I. First world problems, right? Where we got free internet, we got Netflix, we got food, we got takeout and all that stuff ready at our fingertips. And oh, really, uh, we just want to go to the park. <laughs> yeah, when you when you think about it, when you boil it down, like if let's say if we were to go through this whole thing, um, and it's not a issue of a virus going around, like a sickness virus, it's like a computer virus where we lose like our cell phone capabilities and shit like that. And the internet, you think we'll have an easier time adjusting to that than versus right now not being able to be, you know, sociable with other people, like being in the presence of someone else or even going to someone else's house and hanging out and just like having a dinner. I think that would be way easier to deal with. Yeah, man. The only good thing about this whole thing is just like 
I haven't drank since I came back from Mexico. So in Mexico, I drank way too much. And then now it's been like five weeks of like sobriety. And fuck, I don't know. It's this is, you know, when they say like, oh, the world's not going to be the same again after self-isolation. I think, fuck, maybe I'll come out of this never drinking again. You are a liar and a charlatan because I think lying term, to Andrew's face only. The terms, the term sobriety, as I've learned, is like for all substances. So you are a liar and a charlatan. Okay, my bad. Like alcohol. Yeah, I guess you say it might just be a substitute. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't had a drink since I came back from New York either. So. It's, but all the situations that are arising now are making me want to drink. It's crazy. It's it's so ironic. <laughs> yeah. I'm having some of the yeah. toughest times, and I'm like staring at that liquor cabinet. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the basement. I'm just like thinking, looking at all like the scotch that I've kind of like put my money or invested in investment. They're called shit that like you pay so much that you don't want to drink, and it just sits there. And then when I'm freaking 75 years old and I can't take it anymore, it's just going to go to someone else who came and enjoy it. You know, fuck it. You know, I'm going to binge drink after this. <laughs> With your friends. I know Wilson's been drinking two or three beers a night. Jeez. <laughs> but Wilson, Wilson also has a home gym, so, you know, now he's laughing at all of our faces when we're like, why did you buy a squat rack? <laughs> You get mad that they were buying a squat, like a squat rack. What? Well, yeah, like I was just like, why would you want to buy a squat rack? Just pay, just pay a gym membership. You don't have to deal with like the plates and all that. There's no like, you know, your equipment can never go out of date. Oh, but now yeah, here I am. Here you are wanting to use his squat rack now. <laughs> yeah, he got a squat rack, so he has like his whole compound. He he should be coming out of this like. You know, ripped, right? ripped, more juiced up. No. Do you guys want to stop recording? <laughs> Is this going to the end of our podcast? It's such an anti yeah, It's almost like my bedtime anyways. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, Marion. Really appreciate this. Our first edition, Mother's Day. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for making it a success. All right. Have a good one. All right. Talk to you guys next year. All right. Bye. Bye.